few years ago, I was traveling with a friend and his family. We were in a different town, and it was over the weekend, so we decided to go to church. And it was a small little church with not a whole lot of people inside of it. And as we walked in, we saw a person here, two persons there, another person here. And it's just a little trickling of people that you could tell were probably going there for a number of years. And certainly no one in the building was new other than ourselves. So naturally, as we walk in, we sit as far in the back as we can. And it's me and my friend, his two sisters, his mom and his dad. So it's six of us and we take an entire pew in the back. And we're obviously the new guys on display. And so as this church parish begins Mass, you could tell it was part of their tradition that the lecture would come forward and provide the announcements. So they're reading the announcements, and it's kind of monotone. You can tell it's written in paragraph form, and they're just kind of saying what's coming up in the parish. And at the end of their little written statement, the lecture then says, and at this time we'd like to welcome all visitors that are with us today. We ask you now to please stand up and introduce yourselves. And then the lector looked straight at us in the back pew. And suddenly, I got really nervous. And so did my friend. And we're thinking, oh, no, do you think they see us? <laughs> of course they see us. Yes, because the reason we know this is because everyone in the church started to look, look towards the back. And they're all looking at us. And they're waiting for us, apparently, to stand up and introduce ourselves and tell us a little about them, ourselves. And we were so embarrassed. And so, of course, me and my friend and his two sisters and his mom, the five of us, are like uh, severely paralyzed with embarrassment. And the dad, of course, uh, is the opposite. He's loving it. He's, he's just eating this up, and he just raises his hand, and he just waves it like a goober. And he says, hi, everyone. And I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, it's even worse. They notice us. And it was a... Uh, a tough and awkward experience for us for the books. And of course, we all have little stories here and there of how church can sometimes be uncomfortable. So maybe we have an experience, maybe we experience it personally, or maybe someone told us a story about an awkward encounter at church. Unfortunately, though, some of us have stories, either personally or that we've heard about, where it was more than awkward, that in fact it was negative where people have a negative experience in the church walls. Unfortunately, I hear stories like this far too often. Sometimes it's the priest who was maybe having a bad day, who was just unfriendly and, and said something harsh. Or maybe it was a church staff member who was just rude on the phone or through an email and was just very off-putting. Maybe sometimes uh, I hear the story of someone will go and they'll sit into a pew and suddenly they realize that it was someone else's assigned seat, then they've been sitting in that pew for 30 years and they apparently sat in the wrong spot and they received an ugly word or a judgmental glance. Or sometimes it's a young parent who are young parents who have uh, kids that are just having a hard time or being a little noisy and suddenly everyone in the church is looking back and giving them these terrible eyes and suddenly they feel terribly judged. 
Or maybe in the parking lot as they're trying to leave. They, they had a good experience at church, and then now they're in the parking lot, their cars are honking at them, someone cuts them off, and already people are losing their tempers as they're on their way home. And there's all kinds of reasons why people can have a negative experience at church, and oftentimes these negative experiences have nothing to do with God. But yet, because of this negative experience, it becomes a barrier in their relationship with God. Far too often I hear stories like this. And today, and we hear in the Gospels that Jesus says, I mean, it's John the Baptist, actually. He says, prepare the way of the Lord. He's quoting the prophet Isaiah. Prepare the way of the Lord. Make straight his paths. This is the Advent message. And we know, of course, that as we're preparing for Christmas, we are preparing our hearts for Jesus. We're preparing our souls for the Christmas uh, spirit in the Christmas day. We know that there's uh, a spiritual aspect to this and even a physical aspect as we prepare our homes and decorating and we buy the gifts for our, our family and friends. But as we prepare the way of the Lord, what we also know from the Gospels is that the Lord usually shows up in unexpected ways. We know in fact, that that is a Christmas story, that the Lord showed up in an unexpected way. People were expecting a great mighty warrior. The Messiah was supposed to be this fierce person who would lead the Jews into battle and conquer the Romans and all the enemies and suddenly be the most powerful nation in the world. And unexpectedly, instead, God becomes man in the form of a baby in a very poor, impoverished family, inconspicuous and hidden for 30 years, most people not even knowing who Jesus of Nazareth was. And then when he does decide to reveal a little bit of himself and his teachings, people misunderstand him over and over again. He eventually dies on a cross and unexpectedly rises three days later. God came in an unexpected way for Christmas and for the rest of his ministry. And he taught us in Matthew chapter 5 that when we give food to the hungry and give drink to the thirsty, and when we visit the, the imprisoned and take care of the sick, that we are in fact doing it for Jesus. Jesus says, you did it for me. This was so unexpected. Again, God is teaching us that as we encounter the poor and the vulnerable, that we are encountering Jesus. We are encountering God himself unexpectedly in this stranger. And so therefore, as we are preparing the way of the Lord, we are preparing to encounter the Lord in the unexpected visitor. We are preparing to encounter the Lord in the stranger because the stranger is Jesus. This is our next core value that we are focusing on. We've spent some time focusing on our intimacy with Jesus. We're talking about prayer and how important it is to stay connected to God in a living relationship with Him. And now we're going to take a few weeks to to focus on welcoming the stranger, our second core value that we have decided upon together as a parish. 
How awesome would it be if we were a parish that didn't create barriers for people in their relationship with God, but instead facilitated that relationship and set them up for success? That we would welcome the stranger as they come through these doors. Today, in the gospel, St. John the Baptist, when he's quoting the prophet Isaiah, he also says, all flesh will see the salvation of God. All flesh will come to the wedding feast of the Lamb. All flesh. In other words, every single age group, every single race, every single economic background and political affiliation, we are all invited to the wedding feast of the Lamb. We are all called to draw near to the Lord. But so many people don't even come close because too often we, sometimes not even intentionally, create a barrier by our words, by our actions, by our judgmental looks. And sometimes we become the issue, preventing someone else in their relationship with the Lord. But we want to be a parish that is different. We want to be a parish that welcomes a stranger. We want to be a parish that is genuinely attentive to others. From my perspective, I have a unique position that I'm in as, as the priest that I get to see very often sometimes that many of you are suffering but sometimes other people don't realize it. Very often you're suffering silently. And as I see you suffering silently, it breaks my heart to know that sometimes someone might say or do something that will affect you negatively when you are in a moment where you're vulnerable and fragile. We don't want to be that parish. We want to be a parish that assumes that everyone is struggling, at least in some way. And as we're all struggling together, we are going to facilitate all of our encounters with God right here at this altar. That we are ready. We're ready to welcome the stranger in a way that's genuine and attentive to the needs of the others. I know that sometimes a parish will, um, you know, Sometimes a parish will say, turn to your neighbor on your left, tell him hi. Turn to your neighbor on your right, tell him hi. And um, the problem with that is that at least 50% of you are going to hate that. And 50% of you are just going to feel ostracized and frustrated by that experience because it doesn't feel genuine. Some of you will love that, and I'm sorry, we just won't do that here. Um, but what we can do is be genuinely interested in the people in these pews and attentive to the people that might look new so that we can reach out to them in a way that makes sense, in a way that's not uncomfortable and awkward, but rather a way that's attentive to their personhood so that we can attend to their needs and make them feel safe and a part of this family. Because when people come through these doors, they are expecting to encounter God. And we want to make sure that they feel safe and at home in that search. So I want you to think for a moment tonight 
very honestly, consider for a moment, if you were brand new to St. Leo, what would you hope would happen within these walls to make your experience positive? Think for a second. If today was your very first day in this church, what could we do to make you want to come back? These are important questions for us to ask ourselves and important questions to be aware of because welcoming the stranger does start with me as the priest, it's true. And I do expect my staff to help me welcome the stranger. But if we really want to be a parish that embraces this value, if we really want to be a parish where we can trust that any stranger who walks in would receive a positive experience, it needs to be something that we all embrace together. It needs to be a value that we truly live out. And this value, the good news, is that this is deeply rooted in the gospel because it's all about being Jesus and recognizing Jesus in the other. Consider, what could we do? There are a few things that we're already doing pretty well. At most of our masses, uh, except this one, ironically, we have greeters uh, at the front of our doors. And it's an opportunity to just greet people with a warm smile and a personal interaction as they enter these walls. Um, my staff and I work very hard each week to, to try to make this liturgical experience positive and not something to be endured. Small things like making sure that the doors are unlocked and the lights are on and that the temperature is correct, which is, uh, believe it or not, harder than it looks because the temperature is always changing. The sound has been a constant game that we're playing with but so that people can hear us and so that people can have a positive experience of the music and of, of the readings and of the preaching. Uh, making sure that the church is clean and tidy and not messy. These are things that the bare minimum that we're doing, but, but further than that, if we really want to welcome the stranger, it takes all of us together to be attentive to one another. And when we see someone who's new, especially if we see someone who may not seem like the type of person that easily fits in right away, and especially if we see someone who may seem that they might be suffering or going through something difficult, that we would be ready to welcome them, that we would be ready to greet them either with a smile and if we're really feeling up to it, to introduce ourselves and to connect them to our parish family. How awesome would it be? if people felt like this place were home. But the temptation for us now is that we can very easily become cliquish. We could very easily become an entitled parish. We could say, well, okay, we're on the in crowd, and now we should get our way all the time. And we become closed off to anyone else entering into our circle. But we don't want to be a parish like that because that parish can become very harmful to people who are truly in need. Last Sunday was a beautiful experience for me to see our, um, our parish gumbo. Some of you were there. We had over 200 people in our parish hall eating gumbo and just 
spending time together. And it was beautiful. Uh, one of the parishioners came to me at the end and said, Father, look how amazing. And they said, Father, you don't understand. Three years ago, we had the parish gumbo, and you could literally hear the spoons hitting the bowls. And people ate real quickly, and they left. And I thought, wow, we've really come a long way. Because this year, people were laughing, they were telling stories, they were spending time together, and they were lingering, and they didn't want to go home. We are becoming a parish family that knows each other, but we want to keep that going. We want other people to feel safe enough to come into this family so that we can have a culture of welcoming the stranger as God has instructed us to do so in the Gospels. And so as we continue with this Advent season, our mission is not only to prepare our hearts for the Lord, but to prepare our parish for the Lord as he comes to us in the stranger. Amen.